The views and opinions expressed by guests on the podcast are their own and do not reflect the views of the podcast creators, hosts, or that of Blue Door, CAEH, or their partners. The podcast may cover sensitive topics and discuss triggering issues. Listener discretion is advised. The content is intended for informational and discussion purposes only. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome, 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 fellow housers, to another episode of On the Way Home. I'm your host, Michael Braithwaite, and I hail from the great organization of Blue Door. Blue Door's organization just north of Toronto, working in York, Peel, and Durham region, helping our most vulnerable with uh, affordable and supportive housing of all different types. Uh, we do emergency housing, transitional housing, longer term and supportive housing. Uh, we wrap healthcare support, so work with our healthcare providers to make sure health and housing go hand in hand. And we create employment opportunities through Construct, our structured social enterprise uh, program that launches people into the trades where they make a livable wage right off the bat. And guess what? They then can contribute to digging us out of this housing crisis by building the housing we need across the country. We do not do this podcast alone. We do it with our amazing partners at the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness. They have a huge conference coming up it's always amazing this year in halifax you might still qualify for the early bird discount check it out um, they have speakers from all across the country all around the world they've released uh the whole program for the conference check it out you will not be disappointed we're gonna have many of their speakers on the show as a preview uh before the conference so so wait for that if you want to see all the great things that they are up to and there are too many like the entire podcast on its own go to cah.ca uh, and find out all the wonderful things that our partners at the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness are doing. Very cool. We have an awesome guest today. Um, you know, I'll have to talk about this housing crisis, uh, and we need more people to step up with tangible solutions, right? And there's not just one solution. And our, our guest today, uh, Keith Gowans, he did just that. He was uh, with Habitat for Humanity in Niagara for many, many years, and they wanted to do something a little different that would contribute uh, to the solution. So he started a group called Aloft Housing. So A-L-O-F-T uh, Housing. And Aloft, is, uh, you call them tiny homes, but really these are, are small homes that they can build really, really quick uh, and they can add to parking lots, to um, they can use as secondary suites, um, all sorts of different uses. They're incredible uh, homes that are super energy efficient. They crane over and get into uh, onto land and up and running in like record time. Um, and they're really maintenance. They're they're quite maintenance free, uh, energy efficient, so truly affordable. And so they're part of this conversation, right? And many municipalities are reaching out to a lot to say, how do we get these in? You know, better use of parking lots. How do we put these in backyards? How uh, municipalities are giving um, incentives for people to do this, so you can get for giveable loans to help with the cost. People are are putting them in their uh, families that are saying, "Where are my kids going to live?" You know, when they get older, they're putting them in their backyard, so you have multiple family dwellings on one site. Uh, so many different uses for this. They come fully stacked, so you can get them with all furniture, uh, a washer and dryer in one. Um, like I said, I mean, he showed us around this. I toured around 
uh, one of these units in Niagara. It was really incredible. Just everything you could think of, the thought put into these things, um, and with like 20, 30 year guarantees on roofing, siding, uh, everything inside really. So it's so uh, low maintenance if you're an organization that doesn't have those dollars to keep up with ongoing costs of maintenance. Uh, Blue Door, my organization is taking a look at one that we could put in the backyard of a home we own um, to add uh, two bedroom house for uh, senior men. So very cool. Uh, we talked with Keith about his journey into this work, what the reception has been, what the challenges have been. Uh, we talk about the houses themselves, how they're built, how quick he can do them, the cost, and much, much more. I think you're going to love this conversation. Let's go to it right now. So happy to have you on the On The Way Home podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, Keith, we start the show uh, every time with our guests with the same question, and it's a little different for everyone, and that is with the question, what does home mean to you? Wow, right off the bat, it's a, it's a big question. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people think that home home means so so much different things to very many different people, right? So, uh, my background in habitat, uh, I used to own this habitat shirt. Uh, I mean, I had lots of shirts, but basically, uh, it, it had a lot of words associated with what home means and arranged in the shape of a house. And I got so many comments on that. There, you know, there's simple words like love and family strength and stability self-reliance all that other fun stuff but uh, the home means so many different things to different folks i'm sure blue door for example it probably you know probably i would say if you ask most of the residents it's support and community right so um others outside of uh, this might just say it just provides equity or this is where traditions are or, or my kids i they, they grew up there what that what all that means but for me, it, it's it's pretty simple. It's it's shelter. It's just a place. No matter how your day goes, you know you can go home, and it's and it's a place of, of warmth and uh, and relief. And I was fortunate enough to to uh, to have a house and to to have a nice son, to have a nice family. And now uh, with my wife and, and our kids, we're we're luckily enough to to have that as well. And uh, but many people don't and. And it's tough, uh, you know, around here where our shop is in St. Catharines, there's just a lot of displaced individuals who don't have homes and, uh, and, and we're, we're just trying to provide solutions for that. But, you know, uh, it means much more than that to me, but I would say overall, you know, you have to have food and you have to have shelter to, uh, to, to, to sustain your life. Right. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Let's talk. You mentioned a little bit of your journey into this work. Uh, always interested to know more about what makes up our uh, our guests on the show. Talk to us a little bit about your journey into the work you're doing at Aloft. Well, for years, I mean, we focused on uh, my background was uh, was residential construction. I've managed a variety of other businesses. Um, and as luck have it, uh, I found uh, my doorstep at uh, Habitat for Humanity called me and worked for years with, uh, with that fine organization, uh, close to 14 years. And that obviously is focused on, on the efforts of, of housing families. So at Loft, certainly, we wanted to just increase the impact of that and uh, build faster, uh, build uh, build efficient, durable is are things kind of our staples that we go with. But 
basically what we what we decided to do was start at the biggest need, uh, and you know this probably better than anyone is is that single occupancy for housing is such a huge huge need and something that goes almost continually neglected um, in the form of new house starts and, and things like that. So we uh, we focused on that. So we started with a basic premise of 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 land and and where things are. Um, land is tough to tough to get. It's 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 a, you can't make any more of it, right? And there's a high cost that's associated with that. So what we tried to do is 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 focus ourselves inward or focus ourselves within the urban core. And uh, everybody and every you know, no matter what town you look at or city or municipality, everyone has uh, has spaces that are underutilized. And one of the largest ones that are underutilized because it really had uh, minimal amount of of uh, research done on it in the, in the early ons of, of, of cars is parking lots. And uh, and there's tons of parking lots that are everywhere. And you know the most times that they're used are the two highest seasons of the year. Uh, and, and other than that, they're designed for that, but they're really underutilized. And outside of that too, uh, there's a lot of folks that, you know, now we're actually planning a little bit better and making use of land better, but there's a lot of folks too that have really large, large yards, um, really deep lots and things like that too. So we, we're, we're capitalizing on those things, but in the greater sense of the word, we're, we're big believers in, in developing the, the urban core. Uh, so bringing in more people close to all the amenities, you know, transportation hubs, um, shops, uh, you know, all those types of things, um, and and making the making making more eyes in the in in, in the city. That's an old uh, um, forget the planner that, uh, that that made that, but uh, or that created that phrase. But we wanted to kind of bring people in a little bit more. So what we did was we created a, a way or a method to use these spaces, uh, or more importantly, I guess, add to the existing use. So what we developed uh, over over the over the course of uh, talking to a lot of people and and, and years um, to working at uh, working away at this is a quickly deployable but minimum impact housing system. And I'll really get into a little bit of that, but. Basically, uh, the, the system that we developed, it doesn't really have any, any complex concrete foundations. Um, we use a cylindrical screw method that, uh, that does not disrupt anything. There's no trucks, right? There's a, a small little uh, um, uh, uh, device that, 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 that installs this uh, that can go into the backyards of things. Obviously, it can go into, uh, into a variety of different circumstances, even uh, even off-grid type of communities or, or a forest and things like that, and that's all these things. And as quickly as we can install them, we can take it out. But this is actually what the the uh, the structure rests on. And we install our units in, in a matter of days. Uh, they come 99% complete, uh, fully furnished, and uh, and they're quite they're quite effective. We make every use of the space that's certainly there. Um, but it's just as quickly as we can put them in, we can change that and we can, we can take them out, relocate them to space 
And that's just in a matter of days, Michael. So we can do this uh, very effectively without any disruption or or any, uh, you know, you, you know, you, you, you and I know, or many of the listeners know too, that you know, construction on site, the old way of doing it, uh, and the current way of doing it, still is um, is is a lot of disruption to your neighbors, the surrounding areas. Um, you know, the streets are dirty and whatnot. We don't really have any of that because we can come in and in a day install the install these uh, the, the supports for this for these structures. And uh, then the next day we're craning in our housing and, uh, and then we're, we're, we're plugging it in and switching it on. So it's really, really, really quick. So that's, that's in, a, in a nutshell, that's kind of what, what, uh, what the system's really all about. But what we did was we started looking at that parking space and, and a parking space is typically, it's nine feet by 18 feet long. Um, and it's a defined space, of course. We worked with a lot of architects and almost like a model, we kind of chipped away at that model and, and we made use of, of really every single square or every millimeter to its fullest. Um, and really making the, the spaces not only work in one way, but multifunctionally as well. So we've, we have created this beautiful structure um, focusing on I'd probably say three main principles that is uh, in, in the design. So something we always look at is, is first of all, we have to make it durable. Um, in the rental market, certainly, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of the property developers are out there and there are maintenance guys that are constantly kind of going up to these places saying, if only we didn't have drywall, you know, <laughs> we could, uh, we, we're, we're constantly fixing this stuff up, stuff up or repainting it. Um, and uh, none of our none of our units uh, uh, they have the ability to have drywall in it, um, but for a little bit more cost, you can actually have no drywall in the end, no visible drywall, and um, that's that's important. Uh, the outside structure and the inside structure is is really beautiful. We tried to kind of really focus a lot on the aesthetic as well, making sure that a lot of the um, a lot of the finishes that we have look nice, but again, focus on the durability. And then behind that wall, we want to make sure that it's efficient as possible. So we are trying to lower the operating costs as much as possible, which is the long-term detriment to every building. Is is and those, those costs, unfortunately, as you know and I know, um, don't go down. You know, gas is always going up, and electricity is always going up, and these types of things cost a lot of money to operate. So we're trying to to uh, make these as efficient as possible. And we're constantly trying to really look at evolving that too, as well as uh, if there's any new things that are coming up that make it more efficient, more durable, or, or we like that a little bit better. Um, we try to enhance the system all the time. So, so those, those are types of things that we've been kind of working on. Um, and we find it, uh, we've been getting a lot of uptick, certainly from a variety of different folks. So, so if I kind of sum that up, this is better use of space, right? Because people will say, well, we have no, no place to put housing, more housing. Yeah, sure you do. Tons of parking lots around. And, and these, are, these can be raised if you check out the website and we'll give that information soon. But you can raise these up so you can park underneath. Uh, you can put it in your backyard, right? Um, you know, you can, and a lot of people, you're talking about your own children. Maybe that's what you look at in the future for your kids. If you want to stay together as a family unit, you put one of these in your yard. They are 
truly affordable because once you have them up, they're so energy efficient. Your your cost of actually running your housing will be great. It takes a couple of days to put them together, right? Because you're really just putting these screws in the ground, lifting it over, putting it on, hook up. You're, you're good to go. You can create it right over a house. Um, and they're super durable. I mean, they're, they're beautiful looking houses. I've toured um, I've toured your your site. They're gorgeous houses and durable outside to inside. There's, uh, I think you're talking about 20 year warranties on the roof and on the siding. You showed us the inside bathroom wall that you could take a sledgehammer to that looks like gravity, but it's not. So yeah. for organizations like Blue Door or housing providers across the country, I mean, where you're like, hey, it's one thing to build this house or put this house in, but how am I going to maintain it? Very, very low maintenance. Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for, for highlighting all those points again. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, it, uh, it we've tried to kind of create something and we're constantly rejigging in a lot as well. Um, but we wanted to kind of focus on all those types of things you just mentioned because they are costs, right? These types of things, they add up in the long term. And for, for housing organizations specifically, those are yearly costs that never go away. So if we can do anything to, to shorten those or limit those, it's, it's only going to add more housing in the, in the end. So um, we, we think we've got it. Again, like you said, we, we're constantly looking at it again, but, uh, uh, but I do appreciate all the kind words. <laughs> and, and, you know, in talking to your team, your uh, head of construction, I think, Craig, um, we were talking to him. He was saying, hey, give me your back... Give me your uh, postal code. I'll tell you if I can put this in your backyard because so you can look at the size because uh, most places across Ontario, you can put that secondary suite in. Am I correct? That's correct. Yeah. But uh, yeah, with, with uh, the new uh, More Homes, More Choices Act, Bill 23, now people actually have the ability to really kind of uh, add to their add to their um, their housing stock. And maybe that's for... Maybe that's we were developing one for a, for a person who has a seven-year-old daughter. He's going to buy one of these houses. He's going to put it. He's fortunate enough to have a little bit of a wider lot. Uh, we're going to put it right beside his garage there. He's going to rent it out. Um, and then when his daughter becomes of age and she wants to live in it, that, that's where she can kind of live. At the same time, after she can move it away if she wants to and reinstall it somewhere else, right? So, so uh, yeah, all those types of things are very, very possible uh, for, for folks these days. That bill specifically um, is municipalities now are actually, again, they've been mandated to have certain requirements, right, or certain numbers. Um, uh, the bill actually stipulates by municipalities, it gives them mandates or give some numbers to, to kind of get up to that 150,000 uh, houses in 10 years. Um, and because of that, they are incentivizing the residents. So there's a lot of municipalities right now who actually have legislation or legislation in the works bylaws that they're incentivizing homeowners now to say, you know, if you put one of these in the backyard and maybe you keep it at fair market value rent or maybe slightly below, Here's some money, and it's uh, sometimes it's substantial. I know in Toronto or in your area, neck of the woods, it's um, fifty thousand is a forgivable loan, and there's another. I think it's another seventeen thousand dollars in permit incentives that goes towards the cost of, of of that unit per unit. So 
if, if municipalities were kind of getting on board and they incentivize things, this is what types of spur and this is what spurs the change, right? And this is what really makes um, it, it, it more prevalent or more, uh, it, it incentivizes people to actually do these types of things. So we're really excited about all these changes and certainly we're getting comments and calls from, from a lot of those types of folks. For municipalities as well, we've had several uh, come down here and uh, and to our modules and, and have a talk with them saying you know what else do you need what else do you need us to do because they're looking just as well as our housing or you're looking for the solutions and many of your listeners are as well they're also looking for those solutions and they want to make sure that they that the legislation that they're putting in place or these bylaws that they're putting in place not only helps out the uh, the residents but they're talking to they're talking to the source of the manufacturers of these things and they're saying what can we do to kind of help spur some of this development or or, or, or increase that development and that's something that that hasn't happened before you know they're uh you know they are always or were in the past have that i guess uh feeling from others that this is only a slow process at City Hall or things like this just take forever. But they're really, really listening and they're really, really trying to kind of make those changes. And I've had so many conversations with so many different people at the planning level and, um, and certainly at the cancellation level as well that are really behind this movement because the crisis, as you know, is so, so uh, big. It's, 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 um, it's, it's going to be tough. So they're looking outside the box. This is what we have to do. You know, we're only we our solution's great. Uh, we're we're constantly evolving it, uh, but it's 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 a drop in the pan. We need more, right? We just need more housing. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the Greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Yeah, it's really a great solution. Let's talk about some specs. Uh, the one bedroom I saw. Now, this one bedroom, so listeners understand, in it, when Keith says it comes and you drop in, you're good to rent two days later, right? Depending on how long it takes to hook up some services. But you've got a washer dryer in one. You've got uh, a bed that kind of pulls out from a wall that you can put back in. You've got a coffee table that turns into a dining table for four where you could slide the, the chairs under the couch. I mean, it's such a great use of space. You have a little piece that comes down that acts as your desk if you're working from home. Um, you have a skylight in the washroom, like gorgeous house. You've got instead of blinds that break and look dirty, you press the button on your phone and, and, and the windows kind of shade themselves. You've got solid doors that really give you the privacy that it doesn't allow for noise. And again, as we mentioned before, um, very much climate controlled. Talk to me a little bit about what is the square footage? What is the cost for a one bedroom or two bedroom? 
Well, that, that depends. I mean, uh, we, we've developed the model that you just cited there with all the features and, and you're really selling it for us. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, uh, that, that unit, particular unit uh, is ranging now because it's a matter of selection. Some of those things that you cited, sometimes organizations or people just don't want them, right? So um, we, we tend now to in our conversations where we want to really, when we start, when we started, we wanted to make a toaster. We wanted to make, you know, 50,000 toasters and here you go. We thought we made a product for that and it worked really well and it does, but people are coming to us and saying, well, what if I don't do this? Or what if we can have make this a little bit bigger? And that's where the conversation grows as far as the, 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 the pricing range goes, but depending upon what they want an added balcony or they don't want the balcony, they want more internal living space. Maybe they don't want the, the, uh, the electronic, um, smart tint windows maybe they don't want the washer the dryer because they have one inside so uh, but the product range basically is out the door i'd probably say it's anywhere between 160,000 to uh, 285,000 and then the installation is always site specific it's you know it depends upon the transportation costs obviously what the infrastructure is and how we're going to be tying in um, you know, a variety of different things. The soil conditions don't really matter with these, uh, with this method of, of, of our install. They can go through sand and mud bogs and uh, they can't penetrate uh, bedrock, but everything else is pretty much shut. They can go through limestone and a variety of other things. So those types of things are, um, are, are easy to go, but that's the range. So we start with that. We start with, with showing them what you, what you just saw and really bringing them through saying, what, what would you like us to do? And what we've really evolved ourselves into is, is customization is becoming something that we never thought that we would, we would, we're not really hesitant to do it, but we never thought that we would be doing it. But now we are, we're, we're really kind of, uh, we're working with a lot of people and our models are developing too. We want to kind of keep all those, all those same cores that we talked about, about the efficiency and the, uh, the aesthetic and, and the durability, but now our models are, uh, we, we have a variety of different models that we're, that we're expanding to. Um, and we're getting pricing for those as well. But, uh, but that's what it starts with first. And that conversation starts and it evolves. We're a one-stop shop. That's the nice thing about, uh, about us is that process that I said, we're, the, we're not only the builder, but uh, to, to your previous point with what Craig does, um, is he really looks into what that municipality needs and how how it will work within your property and for for people that that just want a house but say i don't know where to start we're a great way to do that because they can come to us call us up and say here's our address here's what we want to do here's the kind of sizing or here's the solution that we want to kind of do and maybe even here's what we want to make on the thing as well because it might not just be housing their their kids or their, their maybe their, their 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 parents or something like that, but maybe they want some rental income. So here's here's kind of what we want. So we 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 guide them through the entire process from uh, from uh, from municipality talk first to to installation and thereafter uh, with our warranty system. So we we've tried to envelop that whole process, making it I, I would kind of say turnkey or or carefree for the people. Um, they're more likable people. So, uh, you know, it all goes well. <laughs> Talk about timing, Greg. So we say, hey, you know what? Love it. Got the land. We could do this. How long from I want this model to up and running? Well, I know it will vary depending on permits, but. 
Well, yeah, and it, and it depends on obviously what they want. So some of those customizations, they you know they they tweak those. So so there is there is that, um, and and the the simple process of what what is our, our reality these days as far as the supply and demand goes. Our windows usually take uh, two to three months to get in. So so when it gets to permit. Uh, once that permit gets triggered, then we can order the windows, and then we put it into our then we put it into our shop queue. Um, the process doesn't take very long to build. We want to uh, currently right now we're building anywhere between twelve to 14, um, 14 weeks. We want to or sorry ten to fourteen weeks, depending upon size of course and, and how many modules there are. We want to shorten that down uh, as much as possible too. And then there's the other factor of, of logistics, you know, getting it there and, and, and installation. But what we're trying to kind of create is as we're building the unit, we're putting in some of that infrastructure in it, like I say, in a day or two. Um, and then we're, we're facilitating that, uh, that delivery. So overall, I mean, it's, 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 it's a long answer, I guess, to a short question, but it just really depends on the circumstance. But certainly a lot quicker than uh, stick construction and doing that kind of as you know really well from that perspective yes i mean that's what we get so many comments for the uh, the two bedroom module uh, that we're doing right now for a couple that's the first thing that they said to me is i did not want to disrupt my neighbors i do not want to disrupt the renters that i have in in my house there's there's two in the house they're adding the third because they can do that now and they didn't want six to eight months of construction and banging and all that other stuff they want to kind of create goodwill to their tenants and goodwill to their neighbors so for us we for them we were a perfect solution for them because we installed the uh the, the foundation settings in in four hours uh, the, uh, the, we have the trench there, that's a half a day. And then the next day we're delivering it and that's it. So we, we did all those other things in a matter of while people were at work in, in hours and then the crane delivery will take, uh, uh, usually it takes about four hours or so, and then we're good to go. So, so that in, in one case, uh, we were, uh, at Habitat, we used to call them blitz builds because we used to have everybody show up all at once. And one day they, they would go up to work, all the, all the materials would come in and then the house would be completely framed in with windows. And, uh, when people got back and that's, that's, that's not typical, obviously in a, in a conventional build, but that's what we do. Uh, but we build a finished house, right? Like you said, I mean, everything comes, the furniture's even including it when we're creating this over the house. And uh, and all we basically do is just basically plug it in, hook up the connections, and uh, and we're done. And they can start to rent the next day. Or yeah. house, or whatever they're doing. Incredible, incredible stuff. Very cool. Uh, what, talk to me a little bit about the interest. Who have you been talking to? You, and where have you put these so far? Yeah, so we're uh, so currently right now we've got uh, we've got that two bedroom module that's going to be in Hamilton. We're talking with uh, you had mentioned uh, Sunbury before our conversation started here, so we're talking with some people there. Uh, we're talking to an off grid community built uh, off grid community up north who has four hundred residents. We're developing, believe it or not, that unit there and a slightly bigger one in a totally off-grid capacity. So um, with uh, incineration toilets and things like that. So that project is going to be starting soon. 
And then, believe it or not, we're also starting this uh, multiple multiple level one with a, an elevator in it for a couple who wants uh, their last house. Uh, they're tearing down their existing house in, uh, in, in, in Niagara here. And then we're bringing in uh, a, a two-bedroom similar to what we're developing right now and uh, with an elevator shaft in it. So, uh, so we're doing that too. So lots of resorts. We have a couple of resorts that, are, that want some housing there. And then quite a few uh, people with the ADU, what's known as ADUs in, in, in general speak, but um, um, additional dwelling units in their backyards. So we're working with uh, three or four of them, um, and hopefully including Blue Door as well, um, in, uh, in, in deploying those as well for them. Yeah, very cool. Yes, yeah, actually we heard back today that we could put in a two bedroom. And, and so listen, well, that makes sense to us. Many nonprofits we own housing, right? We have and, and to go out and buy, uh, especially in the GTA, Vancouver, Calgary. I mean, you could be talking, you know, a million plus. Um, where if you have existing property, as Craig was saying, for for just I think about three hundred thousand, uh, all installed, all done. Uh, we were quoted. You could do put a brand new two bedroom house in the backyard and and have you know. Uh, residents in there or tenants in there right away. So it, it's really, really cool. I think it's a different option. Um, and these are, I love the fact that they're maintenance free, that uh, yeah, you're not looking at months of construction, that they're green uh, and truly affordable. Um, it, it's just, we need different solutions, Greg. You said that across the board. What have we, uh, just last, what have some of the biggest challenges been? I'm sure there have, uh, you took this on and kudos to anyone who says, I'm gonna be part of the solution, step out, and do this. Uh, I don't know if you had hair when, when this started, and you know, <laughs> but but you know, what have the biggest challenges been in pushing this forward? And what are your learnings been? Well, I mean, we uh, uh, biggest challenges. Jeez, how long is this podcast really? I mean, <laughs> it's you know what it it. Um, there's been there's been a lot. So we we. Uh, we're developing product. Uh, we're changing product uh, continually. Um, we're learning quite a lot as well as far as what we can and can't do. We, you know, we went into this. We went into this. I'm not going to say naive, but we understood the fact that what we we're trying to achieve was daunting. Right, uh, starting a housing company from scratch. Um, we were house builders, as I mentioned before. So it's not as if we don't know how to build houses. So we certainly do. Um, but there's been a lot of learning curve as far as certainly what the municipality and how they work. There's been uh, other hurdles, um, obviously financial hurdles and things like that, which we're overcoming uh, regularly. Um, but overall, what we tried to what we're what we're trying to do best is not get too quick, too fast, or or what other module companies, from what I've read and some of the history of them, is they've. They've purchased things that they don't really need necessarily, but they think that just because they're modular, they might need in the in, in the end. And our our modules here, I mentioned that time frame that we're building here, they're stick frame, and we build them very simply. Um, uh, but but they're stick frame. We don't have any uh, at this point in stage. We don't have any automation in the in the systems whatsoever. Um, it's all manual. We work with a lot of trades, bringing them in. Uh, to, to increase our efficiencies so we could focus on the next ones and, 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 and continually working on the R&D. Um, but that's, those, are, those are the types of things that I guess um, that are 
that are not frustrating, but but certainly thought provoking. And there's a lot of meetings that are around that to try to kind of solve a lot of those a lot of those issues. But I can tell you that uh, we've had a lot of overwhelming response. I mean, it, locally here at St. Catharines, um, they've brought in building officials from all over. And, and one of the the plans that the, the plan that you saw for that single pod was brought out to a. Uh, uh, Chief Building Officials Conference, and they workshopped it for two two uh, two hours, just as far as what how would this work? How can we incorporate this in? What can we provide feedback for as well? So, as much as those hurdles are daunting, there's some of those really nice surprises that come back from people that are just willing to create change, and those are the types of things that really spur our motivation and really make us wake up today and say, "Boy, it's 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 good work, right? We're 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 edging the needle forward." Uh, slowly, um, um, but uh, but we are kind of putting it forward, which is great. Yeah, you're doing awesome work. If people want to find out, people are interested, say, hey, maybe I, I want to look at this for my property, for my organization, uh, for my municipality. Where do they go? Where can they find out more? Well, the quickest way is obviously you cited it as a website, so they can look us up on aloughthousing.ca or .com, whatever they put in. We have both. Um, that's the easiest way to start, obviously. But we're local here. We're, we're, we're in St. Catharines. They can come down to wine country, spend the day in wine country, come to our shop. It's, uh, we always say seeing is believing and really, really looking and touching the product. The picture says a thousand words, but really, but really kind of enveloping yourself in the space does a lot more. They understand it a little bit more. They can kind of see and open up the doors and things like that. So we welcome people. We love having uh, tourists come through. And quite honestly, at times, it's a little bit of a revolving door. Um, but each one of these these little conversations that we have, uh, we're, we're, we think we're planting the seeds for the future. Um, and I'll put a plug out where we've got a uh, next weekend. We're at the uh, there's a tiny home show that's happening in Ancaster. It's the Ancaster Tiny Home Show, I believe it's called. Um, and uh, come out to that space. You'll see you'll see a lot of uh, things on trailers. Uh, uh, we're not we're not a trailer organization. We have the system that we have there, but we're going to be there. We have a booth there, so we'd love to come out and meet people there and talk it up. And, uh, and that's about it. Very cool. Listen. Uh, what you're saying is absolutely true. My team and I went, we toured, we're so impressed. Um, and it, you know, we've been spreading the word ever since because, you know, we need solutions for small spaces. We need, we've talked about, uh, the faith community has been talking a long time to say, you know, it's kind of in our mission. How can we support? Could you put these in parking lots of, of different faith communities, even if it was for 10 years and then move them out? Cause you can move them, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, within a lot of cost. Uh, I think this is very much part one of the many solutions moving forward uh, as we take ourselves out of this housing crisis and create more affordable housing. So thank you, Keith, to you and the team for stepping up to the challenge and providing us with this very cool solution. I encourage people to go check out Aloft Housing, uh, check out their website, reach out to Keith. Hey, and just listen, if you just give me their address, they can tell you whether they can fit one of these in your backyard in a matter of minutes. You bet Thanks. we can. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining today. Uh, Thank you, see you next time. Absolutely, my pleasure. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate the uh, really appreciate the conversation. Let's keep it going. Thanks, man. Okay. I'm Andrea Askowitz. 
And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.